Hello and welcome to episode 71 of the Athlete One podcast. I'm your host, Ken Carpenter. It's May 9th, 2023, and that means high school baseball is moving into what I refer to as its third and final part of the season, postseason play, the state tournament. What does it take to win a high school baseball state championship? I sat down with great coaches, and we take a deep dive into what it takes to win. Todd Fitzgerald, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, Max Prep 2022 National Champion. Tom Held, Defiance High School, who's won multiple titles in Defiance, Ohio. John Lowry, Jefferson High School, West Virginia, the winningest coach in the state of West Virginia with over 1,200 wins. Chris Kazmar, Walsh Jesuit High School, recently retired with an incredible 24-year coaching career and multiple state championships. And Butch Chaffin, Cookville High School, Tennessee, and coach for Team USA, next on the Athlete One Podcast. Welcome to the Athlete One Podcast. Veteran high school baseball coach Ken Carpenter takes you into life's classroom as experienced through sports. Go behind the scenes with athletes and coaches as they share great stories, life lessons, and ways to impact others. This episode of the Athlete One Podcast is powered by the Netting Professionals, improving programs one facility at a time. The Netting Professionals specialize in the design, fabrication, and installation of custom netting for baseball and softball, including backstops, batting cages, BP turtles, and screens, ball carts, and more. They also design and install digital graphic wall padding, windscreen, turf, turf protectors, and dugout benches. The Netting Pros also work with football, soccer, lacrosse, and golf courses. Contact them today at 844-620-2707. That's 844-620-2707. Or visit them online at www.nettingpros.com. You can check out the Netting Pros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn for all their latest projects and products. Winning it all requires a lot to fall in place. Players, especially seniors, feel the pressure knowing it might be the last time they get to put on a uniform. Maybe you catch a lucky break. Your team finally puts it together and goes on a run. Despite all the hard work, success is never guaranteed. Upsets will happen, an unexpected injury, a call may not go your way, or even the weather could play a role. Let's start with 2022 Max Preps National Champion Head Coach, at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, Todd Fitzgerald in Florida. You have to have athletes. He'll tell you, I am the coach that I am because of the players that have played for me. He emphasizes daily competition. And what do you want your legacy to be? You win a national championship. And, you know, I had a chance to read one of the articles there. And you are returning some incredible talent. How do you get those players to, to stay hungry? But like I said earlier, you know, it's competition every day of practice. And 
you know, a lot of times, you know, guys, guys sign and they check out on you, but you know, it's just, we just have such a good tradition going and these guys want to be better than the last team. And it's just really, it's really just a legacy. You know, how do they want to leave their legacy? Do you want to be that team and you want to be the team that stumbled at the end or you want to be that team that got a chance to play for a state championship and, you know, keep the tradition going or, or do you want to be the team that's remembered that they couldn't hold the rope? So, you know, it's, it's, it's self-motivation and, and motivation by our coaches to, to work hard every day. And, you know, we don't take days off at practice and we're going to we're gonna push you every single day to be the best you can be. And, you know, yeah, we're going to fail. And we may lose a game here and there, but at the end of the day, it's not – it's not about that. It's about developing to be the best version of yourself that you can be every single day. So we don't want you to be anything more than the best version of yourself and don't try and be somebody you're not. So, you know, just little messages like that. You know, we, we have a saying in, in our program. It's called I-N-A-M, I-N-A-M. It's not about me, you know, and, and guys really take hold of that. You know, to a man, you know, baseball is an individual sport within a team concept. And, you know, if you, if you play together as a team and, you know, your individual stuff will come because you'll be winning. So, you know, we kind of focus on those things. Baseball success, and especially in the state tournament, starts with pitching. Here's Butch Chaffin, veteran head coach at Cookville, Tennessee High School, sharing how he beat future MLB All-Star David Price despite being struck out 21 times. And then the closer we got to it, I said in the newspaper, I had a picture that was pretty good, too. And, you know, I said that so-and-so school got their guy, and so-and-so, they got a prize kid. But I really like my guy. I think my guy's the best pitcher in the history. And so it's, I'm not kidding, Ken, it's 30 degrees, and I'm getting calls from every cross-checker and scout in America. And they're going, don't, don't you dare cancel the same. And I was like, what's the deal? They go, you're about to see a freaking tornado. And I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, this kid's a real deal. We're all coming in to see. So I was like, great. So it's 30 degrees. They roll in and they put him on the mound. Bottom of the first inning, my guy goes one, two, three, gets a couple ground balls, strikeout. And we go out and Price throws nine pitches and gets three strikeouts. So, I mean, I'm not even to third base to the coach's box, really. And I'm already turning around and walking back. And I go in the dugout. <laughs> I go to coach this guy for the best of the scene. Now, keep in mind, Sonny Gray is also in the same district. And so, so we go back out. It's 0-0. Zero, zero. They can't score either. My guy, he, end, he ended up striking 17 out. And they can't score. Price is didn't for And about the fifth inning, I was like, guys, just try to foul stuff off. Let's run his pitch count up. This is before, you know, pitch counts. Yeah. But I know I see his dad. It's got to be his dad standing right next to the dugout. He's hawking, just hawking the coach about how many pitches you can let him throw, how many pitches you can let him throw. <laughs> and, I mean, it, it's sick. It, it looks just like it does now. It's sick. And uh, my guys are fouling pitches off, and we're getting pretty good. About the fifth inning. He strikes my guy out, and he comes running out the mound, and we kind of meet, you know, as we're walking. And he looks at me, he pounds his chest, and he goes, I'm the best pitcher in the district. You know, and he threw in an expletive, but he said, I'm the best pitcher in the district. I was like, you're pretty dang good, dude. And we ended up, we ended up, at, they pulled him after seven. 
and he struck us out 21 times in seven innings. But after seven, it was zero to zero. And we had beaten this team the night before, and we had a home run to beat them at their place. Well, the same kid comes up in the last inning. The last inning, I have a second baseman. His name's Rich Ferroni, and he's kind of famous. He's the uh, CrossFit four-time fittest man on the planet a few years back. Uh, <laughs> he's the face of CrossFit. And I go, Rich, I go, Richie, what's your plan? And he goes, well, they made a pension change, and this guy's only throwing 85, so I think I'm going to lean into one because I'm starving and we're going home. <laughs> so sure, he gets hit by pitch. And he steals second base. The kid that hit the home run the night before comes up and hits like a 48 hopper through the six hole. And there's no way I'm stopping here. <laughs> and so we walked him off with a single. We beat Price one to nothing. And he struck us out 21 times. Oh, my God. It's a huge advantage to have a community that loves the game of baseball and lets the coaches do what they do best. But when you're known for developing 90-mile-an-hour pitchers and every season making a deep run in a tournament, it's easy to see why he's so successful at Defiance High School, Tom Held. When I hear the name Tom Held in Defiance Baseball, I, I think of two things, state championships and pitching. Can you explain the Defiance way? Well, first off, it took a long time for state championships. Now, uh, previously, in 92, when Greg Ginsman was the head coach, Defiance was the state champion in Division One, And that was the heat of Toledo Star. And they knocked off the field Star. And the regionals made it down there and won Division One. And, you know, obviously, Defiance was not a big school. We were one of the smallest D1s at that time. And my first two years at Defiance, we were still D1. Then we went down to D2. So, like I said, I followed, I, I, wanted to, I was in three great programs. I never had to build anything. And then, so that, that's very important to know. I never had to build anything. And so, was, you know, so I've been coaching since, what, 90 or 86, 87. We made it to the Final Four in Bryan in 91. Made it to the Final Four at Defiance in 02. Made it to the Final Four in 2010. In 02, we lost to, to yeah, Steubenville. Two to one, we had Chad Billings on the mound. He was a first round pick. That's one to nothing. They had a home run in the bottom of the sixth, and we didn't score in the seventh. I'm sorry, stupid bit was at Brian. It was a talent. Talent treated us on nothing. And then in 10, we had the final four, and Craig Kyle and, and Jonathan Oliver, that was really the only undefeated. They, they, were, they, were, they were better. They were the better team, that's for sure. So it was 13, we got our first one. So it was something, though, that it never drove me to win a state championship. After you win the win one, though, it drives you a little more because there's nothing like it. <laughs> but until you experienced it, it was nothing I ever chased, and, and it was more about developing. John Lowry, Jefferson High School, West Virginia, despite winning 12 state titles, wasn't afraid to listen to his players. He had a player who was willing to do what it takes to Helped the team win it all, even if it meant being pinch run for late in the game. Here's John Lowry. State tournament, and you could even probably go back to some of your regional tournaments. You know, games have stuck to jump out at you both ways. You know, games that you've been fortunate to win by a break, games that you've lost by a break. I guess the one that kind of jumps out at me the most from a personal level in 1988, we won the state championship with my son pitching and my other son catching. 
I don't think that, that was the only time that, you know, that that's been done. We won a three to two game, but the key to that game is we're down two to nothing in the sixth inning. And I have a, one of my players who ended up playing professionally as a pitcher. He was playing shortstop for us that day. He gets on first base and he looks over at me, twirls his hands like, you know, in the, in the running motion, and he, what he was saying to me was, he says, do you want to run for me? Because he knew that, he, you know, he wasn't the quickest guy in the world. We had guys on at a first and second. Well, the next player hits the ball deep in the hole, shortstop, pitch runner I put in. He beats the force out at second. And that kept the inning alive. And I'm not so sure that, you know, the kid that twirled his hands at me was, was going to beat that play. Well, that loads the bases. Then we get to a 3-2 count. And we had a, like a Texas leaguer down the right field line with everybody running. And, you know, the ball kind of kicks into foul territory and gets, gets away from the outfield. And we end up scoring three runs. We win the game three to two. Winning a state championship is a special moment for coaches who commit their lives to the profession of coaching high school baseball players. Sometimes great teams fall short. But that special bond between a player and coach is what matters most. Here's four-time state champion and two-time runner-up Chris Kazmar of Walsh Jesuit High School. And for me, it's it's most about the relationships with the kids and helping, whether it's your doing your best to, to give them the tools necessary to be their best. And it, it, I. I I have always believed that you want to invest as much time as in your in your best player as you do in your nine hole hitter or your role player guys on the bench because those moments and those big games you know and the, and one of the beautiful things about our sport is that anybody can be a hero in baseball you know the most important person on the team when you're on offense is the guy in the batter's box. And ultimately that could be a starter. It could be a guy coming in. And so you need to prepare all of those guys, not just in season, but off season with the same amount of passion that you do with your, with your college bound athlete. And I think that over the years, those, those relationships that we like to try to work to build on and off the field have really enabled us to, create a culture where the kids are, are working hard for all 12 months. And that's, I think, been the key factor that's led to those the success. We've had some very good teams after those teams. We haven't made it to, to Columbus since 2010, but still have had several teams that were every bit as good as some of those teams that did go, eventually go on. And, you know, I think that the years from 2011 to now have just made me appreciate those years where we were fortunate enough, caught a couple of breaks in some instances, a couple of bounces went our way. I mean, a couple of those teams, we were down to our last out a couple of times and just, you know, it it broke our way and we made it and ended up winning. A couple of the teams that we've had since then have been, it's gone, the the ball's gone the, the wrong bounce and just haven't made it back. So it's made me appreciate those trips even more, but our approach has really stayed pretty similar here in the past 10, 15 years, just in terms of our relationships and our belief system and, and, and our, our goals in terms of seeking our best. There you have it. If you've enjoyed this episode of the Athlete One podcast and would like to hear more from these great coaches, these are all excerpts from the 71 episodes that we've produced here on the Athlete One podcast. You can go to episode 66 for 
Coach Fitzgerald, episode 55 with Coach Lowry, episode 43 with Coach Chaffin, episode 30 with Coach Tom Held, episode 4 with Coach Chris Kazmar. Go to our back catalog to hear more great stories from the Athlete One podcast. Also, hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. It helps us to grow the show. This episode of the Athlete One podcast is powered by the Netting Professionals, improving programs one facility at a time. Contact them today at 844-620-2707. That's 844-620-2707. And as always, thanks for listening.